0: If you would like to quickly uncover the profit potential in your small firm or business, apply to be a guest on our monthly profit potential audit interview series at dianalidstone.com audit. Plus, you get to spread the word about your business. You're listening to the Work Less Profit More business podcast for accountants, lawyers, financial advisors, and other expert professionals. Hey, I'm Diana Lidstone, business strategist, marketing catalyst, and known for my street talk, no BS and for getting awesome results from my client. Today, I have a great guest with us, Mark Chez, and I'm excited for you to be on the show and to share with listeners all about your business and share with the listeners some things that you would like to improve. So, Mark, would you please tell the listeners a little bit about you and your business?
1: Sure. Thanks for having me. CM2 Media is a full-service digital marketing agency based in Burlington, Ontario, just outside of Toronto. We specialize in working with the entrepreneur. You know, we love working with the key decision makers of organizations in order to make major impact with their business, whether that be through profit, sales, social media metrics, whatever it may be. You know, we love to make things move pretty quickly, you know, to work with the people that can make those decisions happen fast and we do everything from like our ideal clients we'd start off with strategy then go into a full website revamp based on that strategy then go into the tactics and those tactics would be based on what we found out through the strategy from where their business should be working in most you know into how we can drive that business through whichever those tactics are
0: very cool very cool and it seems to me you were talking about, you know, SEO and social media. That's typically how you sort of drive clients to your business. Is that right?
1: Yeah, we've outgrown the referral model. It's been amazing. You know, we've done great yeah. things for a lot of small to medium-sized businesses. But yeah, I mean, there was a time post-COVID, we did a full revamp revamp of our strategy, our website. You know, we made major changes there and we've gone into a far more organic SEO play with our own website, Google My Business and Social 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 media and tying them all together so the message is very consistent across all of them and that the leads that we get, they're speaking to a specific type of business owner, right? We've eliminated a lot of the type of leads we don't want and we get a lot of what we do want. We actually get less leads, but they're the right types of businesses, you know, and it's talking to the entrepreneur.
0: Yeah. There's no point having all these leads if they don't turn into Paying customers, right? <laughs>
1: they take up too much
0: time. To- yeah, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, listeners, just for your information, Mark and his company, all that contact information will be in the show notes. And, Mark, don't worry about taking notes. I've got like three pieces of paper here and I'm making notes right, left, and center. So, That'll be great. Okay, here is the $64,000 question. If we were having this conversation six months from now and everything was going perfectly for you in your business, in other words, we get out the magic wand and we wave it, what would your business look like and or what improvements would you like to see in your business?
1: I think it'd be best to start off at the improvements, you know, just by discussions with other business owners, natural growth patterns and things like that. We're in a place where we want more to a full-time worker model post-COVID. It's worked out very well. However, you know, their growth has issues. And part of this would definitely be in processes, documentation, you know, a lot of what I'd say the HR side that simplifies your business and your decision-making and your processes. And then even things from like setting goals to where our company is at. You know, we grow, then we plateau a little bit. We look at, analyze the business. Like we've had a lot of this in the last three years of reshaping was a much smaller business. It's still at a nice size right now, but in six months, if I could say, we've got better processes in place, SOPs in place, Clarity for all the employees, you know, of expectations, deliverables and all that, that to me feels like that would be a huge thing to be like, this feels amazing, you know, six months from now.
0: Yeah, it is a huge job. I've worked with other clients to do that kind of thing and it is a big job and you get to a point and you go oh i think i've got it all done but there's a bit more to do so <laughs> it's a journey and it's interesting
1: what- too like on that part because you know i've worked in big businesses some of my inspiration when i was younger was from small businesses but some of the inspiration is the you know smaller companies not being represented in big business but what i really learned working in big businesses is how effective process can be right as entrepreneurs a lot of us tend to be cowboys you know we want to just go 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 but we need people to limit that and make sure that it's things are accounted for that you have the right people in place and everything can be taken care of.
0: Yeah. So I love that you said about clarity HR and a lot of it is around human resources or HR. It's all about the people in our business because that's what drives the profit. So let's talk about profit in your business Where would you like to see that in the next six months?
1: Well, an increase for sure. I mean, we do well, but I mean, as entrepreneurs, we'd always like to make more. We've made a major investment over the last two years in, you know, getting the right people into place and taking on better clients for us. So to continue in that direction would be amazing. And I feel that if we satisfy, like you do one thing really well, but there's still a hole somewhere else. And that hole I felt is in that place in, you know, solidifying all these processes and going back and looking at like my corporate journey of, you know, where things did work very well, whether it came from, you know, booking time off to planning projects in advance to, you know, who's going to be where and where do we need people? Getting that in line would help us be much more profitable.
0: Yeah, for sure. So just Prior to this recording, you and I talked about, you know, how you completed the growth success calculator, which is a spreadsheet of questions specifically for small firms. And, you know, there was a couple of gaps that we talked about. Number one was having a clear vision and really getting specific about it. And I think you're at a place in your company's journey where this would really help you and help the employees know, okay, we're going on this journey This is our destination for the next three years. So that was one. And that is under the G of the grow equation. And then the other thing was under the O, as we talked about, is really this processes and documentation. So I want to help you and I want to give you, you know, one or two things that you can actually do immediately in your business to increase profits and increase employee We'll call it productivity or efficiency. So would that be worthwhile to you? Oh, for sure. Perfect. Okay. One of the things that I have worked on with clients consistently to take them to explosive profits seems to be to differentiate their business. And, you know, I have this download, it's called seven ways to differentiate your brand. One of those ways to differentiate is to specialize. We all know that the heart surgeon gets paid more than the GP. And specialization helps in two ways, and it addresses both of the issues that you were talking about. So it increases profits because you can charge more because you're a specialist. And number two is your employees then become so efficient at doing those systems for a particular type of client that they're spending less time doing it, so there's more Profit there for you. But how do you know how to specialize? (laughs) That is the $64,000 question. And, you know, in previous episodes, I think it's episode 64 and 65, I talk about, you know, the myths about niching down. And in episode 71, I talk about the million dollar question. And the million dollar question is five simple words Why should I choose you? And by being a specialist it really does differentiate you so if you're with me here mark i'd like to suggest that you do a little analysis of your best clients and by best clients i mean those that you know bring you joy those that pay you well you know all those good things that we want from our best clients but it could also be like customer lifetime value So it's not that they bought a website and then they disappeared, right? And I don't think that's your typical client. You probably get them in, you do the strategy and the website and, 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 and. That's correct, yeah. Correct, okay. So by taking sort of an analysis and, you know, look at the client name, what type of business are they in? So you could look at industry, for instance. And I think I saw that you did like some dentists, what other types of industries? There's a lot of,
1: our wheelhouse is mostly B2B service-based or not-for-profits. We don't deal much in like retail or e-commerce at all.
0: Okay. So even if you took service-based and you went further and you went deeper into that, you would find that there's a whole lot of business out there for specific. And I'll give you an example. I have a client who is a lawyer, came to me and her profit margins were minimal. Okay, And one of the things that we did with much reluctance from her and her team was for her to specialize as a lawyer, specializing for real estate investors. And when I said to her, I said, so how many real serious real estate investors do you think there are in the province of Ontario? I said, do you think there's enough to take your business from six figures to multiple seven figures? And she said, yes. So that's the type of thing that specialize in. It could be an industry or it could be a size of a business. So it could be dentists, or it could be, you know, under a hundred employees or under 50 employees, or it even could be that you're going to specialize in SEO for construction companies, as specific as that. I also worked with another client who was a bookkeeper. And she said, okay, they have to be incorporated and they're in the construction industry. Really, really niche down. And she got really clear on what the qualifications for those companies were and so by analyzing those so client name business type problem that they came to you with like what was the problem and then what you did and then the last column would be like customer lifetime value once we usually do a analysis like this something pops up And or if you're talking with your top managers, they might go, you know, we really love working with those dentists. I'll say dentists. It could be anything. Right. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, maybe you really like nonprofits and you that's the avenue that you go down.
1: Yeah, there are definitely some commonalities in who we really like. And we keep a client ranking list and there's a categorical criteria on it, but it's not just financially based. You know, there's the love, there's the passion, there's the legacy, like how long they've been in business. Are they a go-getter? You know, what's the cooperation level? You know, all of these things that blend into what is a formula that says you're an A-list, B-list, C-list, D-list, E-list.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Okay. So you've got your A-list. How many, do you know how many clients you have in your A-list? Nine. Nine commonalities. There definitely are some.
1: You know, th- talking us through a little bit, thinking through as you're as you're saying some of these things about specializing down, or what are commonalities, or where are even I like at like growth trajectories. You know, where yeah. are things going? Digital marketing okay. is is an ever moving space, and yeah. you know, if you were doing the same things five years ago, now like you'd be a dinosaur. So, yep. you know, what is the future? What does it look like? And where do we excel? I can definitely see some commonalities with these, you know, to grow in places that would keep that same vision, you know, of who we like and what makes us feel good about what we do for them.
0: Right. Because here's, you know, it's the old Pareto principle, right? 20% of our clients drive 80% of our profit or revenue or growth or whatever you want to call it. So if you've got those nine, I would go and go, okay, pull out commonalities of them, and build, this is the type of client we're looking for. Will we take others? Maybe, maybe not. But then really focus it's on those clients because it's kind of like, you know, you go to buy a car and you go, oh, I'm going to buy, we have a Volkswagen Tiguan. Okay. And you never see any out on the road until you decide you're going to buy that Tiguan. <laughs> and then you see them everywhere. It's the same with clients. And so I think that one action step of if you've already got this analysis, then really pull out the qualities and really, okay, what are the qualifications that I want for my top clients going forward? and be really specific. So I, you know, it was only a year ago that I said, I want to work with accountants, lawyers, financial advisors, and other professionals. But I also have other criteria that go in there, you know, less than 10 employees, they've been stuck at a growth level for a number of could be months or years. And so we have these criteria And that's how I work with my client. So that's what I would suggest for you, because not only is that going to increase your profit levels, but it's going to increase your employee productivity as you implement more of those SOPs. How does that sound?
1: It sounds amazing because I've already got a lot going on, the ideas, and implementation, even what it is, because there are some commonalities. There's even some passion and things from my past that pop up that are like, I really do love this and this is why we're going in this direction. I don't see this as being that complex and I think too, the specialize in something but it doesn't mean you can't touch other pieces, you know, we can still do some things exceptionally well, but it's like, this is our wheelhouse. Yeah, Yeah. I think, I mean, from an exercise standpoint, going through it all, it'd be pretty easy to identify things and even from an upsell standpoint of ones that we're currently working with it's like, if we do this really well, why aren't we doing more of it? And if it's growing your business exceptionally, why are we doing these five things when if we just did this one thing exceptionally well?
0: Exactly. Exactly. And that's what, you know, I see you getting passionate about it. That's, <laughs> what, that's what I love to see because sometimes we lose that passion in our business. And because, you know, we're squirrels by nature, right?
1: In digital marketing, there's an interesting element of, you know, kind of despecialization is it, but it's like, you want to make sure you, from a brand standpoint, you want to take care of everything you possibly can so that the message is consistent everywhere. right? Right. But it's like, but why does it need to be everywhere? Do they need to be doing these things in all places or what is the best place for that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I often talk with my clients about what I call the magic rule of one. And this is about simplifying your marketing so that it's, you know, solving one problem for one specific type of client, you know, and one core offer. Because again, the more offers you have, the more confusing it is for people on one social media platform and in the way that makes you feel comfortable. So five steps of the magic rule of one. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. I think that by you specializing, and figuring out where that 20% is, that drive 80%, getting really clear. And then I think creating your vision based on that would really change things in your business. And of course, continuing to work on SOPs and all that boring stuff in the background of our business. <laughs> It's just interesting as you say
1: this, though. It's like then all these other things start coming up about what what if this, but what if that, but what if it isn't?
0: No, no, no. Yeah, I know. 40 years of working with entrepreneurs, I know where the minds go squirrel. But I always want those people who are on this profit potential interview to leave with one actionable step that they can do that's kind of like a domino because that leads to that, which leads to that, which leads to that. So how does that feel for you?
1: Oh, I feel like I'm ready to.
0: Good, awesome, good, okay, all right. So thank you so much, Mark. I am going to take my notes here. I'm gonna compile them into something that you can actually read instead of these hand scratches that I have on paper. And in the next 24 hours, I'll send this off to you. And yeah, this has been great. Any last words?
1: Yes, it's been very insightful. So thank you.
0: Good, good. Thanks so much. Hey, listeners, thanks so much for listening to the Work Less Profit More podcast. If you would like to be on this podcast and share about your business, just reach out com slash audit. Until next week, remember, you can do this. Bye for now.